Welcome back, everybody. It's your host, John Scardina. End of the year 2022 is a huge year for the Readiness Lab, for Disaster Tough podcast, for disasters around the United States. I just read an article recently from NOAA.gov. It was dated October 11th, so there's more been more things that's happened since then. But there's been at least $15 billion disasters in the United States this year. And according to them, I'm just going to look at this real quick. According to uh, Noah, again, this was in October, so we've had some events since then, but we had uh, the hailstorms in May. We had uh, severe weather in July 22nd to 24th, uh, Duratio on June 13th, Kentucky, Missouri flooding. That was a really tough one, July 26th or 28th. I was in Philadelphia uh, when that happened, and uh, a lot of my friends got called out to do hoist on roofs, so... Um, Hats off to National Guard and USAR members for doing that. Uh, Hurricane Ian, of course, we could talk about that all day long. Uh, friends were definitely impacted by that one in September. Hurricane Fiona, uh, the tornado outbreak. In fact, there was a couple tornado outbreaks this year um, in March, and I believe there was another one. Uh, I want to say, um, man, what was that? April, maybe? Um, there was severe weather in April, a southern and central severe weather, May 1st through 3rd, uh, western wildfires in the spring and fall that caused a billion dollars of damage. That was in uh, Colorado area, I believe. Um, droughts, of course, in the west, severe weather. All it says is severe weather. I think it's um, there was a lot of flooding in the Midwest. And, um, man, it just goes on and on and on. 15 billion dollar disasters um as of october 11th and so that was pretty intense and then just looking around the world uh you know don't want to uh downplay any disaster but obviously you have what's happening in ukraine as a major issue the u.s bomb cyclone i hate calling it the bomb cyclone i think that's ridiculous but yeah the bomb cyclone and seriously for those people in the northeast right now especially buffalo as those images and videos been coming out a lot of my responder friends up there in New York. Wow. Uh, talk about a, uh, a major disaster. Um, I think uh, in Buffalo, they were saying it's, it might be the worst in, in history up there. So uh, that's um, obviously um, on our mind right now because it's happening in real time. Um, East Africa had major droughts this year. Uh, volcanic eruption uh, happened, I believe, on the Big Island in Hawaii. An Indonesia earthquake, uh, I think, killed over 300 people. Uh, again, this is, um, you know, can't forget uh, Ian again. Um, Afghanistan floods. Oh, man, that was pretty rough to watch. Um, and just for really the flooding in uh, for the monsoon season, um, you know, it's killed hundreds of people. Pakistan had the same kind of thing. Uh, heat waves in Europe. We heard a lot about that this year and uh, friends uh, in Europe dealing with that. Um, the earthquake in Afghanistan, uh, West Africa floods, uh, tropical storm. Oh man, the one in the Philippines. Uh, I think it was Maggie. Um, I think it took over 200 lives. So there's just been disaster after disaster. South Africa and Brazil, of course, having uh, issues as well. <clears throat> so it's been... <clears throat> If when we did this before, we, you know, we, we kind of highlighted some incidents and there's always more. There's always more incidents that we can talk about. 
if you do like a Google has a tracker and of all disasters around the world, and there's typically a hundred thousand a year, hundred thousand tracked disasters every year. So when we talk about end of the year, you know, and disasters and some of the things that are happening in in our industry, whether from afar or up close, there's things that could be missed. But in terms of emergency managers learning from these events, what we're seeing is climate uh, and climate related disasters are growing exponentially. You know, how many 15, you know, how many, how many billion dollar, you know, disasters can we have in a year before it's unsustainable? And um, you're starting to see things happening. A new law just got passed. Uh, President Biden uh, uh, passed a law dealing with how federal agencies, um, you know, prepare for natural disasters. Funny enough, it's um, it's something that we've been pushing for for quite a, t- a long time. Is like, why isn't emergency management included in the thought process of, you know, choosing a new location to build a uh, a facility or investments, that kind of stuff. And it's, it's good to see that is like, uh, that's part of the planning process. Now these, uh, emergency operations plan, crisis action plans, that kind of stuff, all of which Doberman can do. So shout out to my friends here at Doberman who work on that stuff. But, um, in any case, uh, what I want to spend my time on the majority of the time on this episode, cause it's just me today. Um, my voice is uh, a little uh, raspy from cheering over the you know couple couple days of holiday with family, and uh, the guy I was going to bring on, he's actually sick, so it's just me living the dream. Um, but I what I really wanted to focus on is all the change that happened in 2022 with Disaster Tough Podcast and the Readiness Lab. I was going through some of our episodes, you know, the Readiness Lab. Funny enough, <clears throat> for those who've been tracking it. Uh, has lofty goals. And uh, I think that's indicative of working with high-performing emergency managers, subject matter experts who want to push the needle and help our industry get to the next level. And the Readiness Lab is really a fulfillment of that. A bunch of people who are tired of uh, mediocre and um, really want to see this... uh, expanded in the way that we all know it could be and it really should be um and so when we started the year as i've alluded to a few times got punched in the gut by a uh a former person associated with me and uh my team and uh we had to uh take a lot of very serious steps to remove that cancer um and um uh, some people are cancerous, un- unfortunately, um, needs to be removed. But uh, we worked out of that hole. And while we were dealing with that issue, we also had exciting issues. This is all the beginning of the year. Um, we had great guests come onto the show, like Eric McNulty and, and Kelly uh, McKinney out of uh, New York. Uh, so big shout out to them. And we were doing some really great stuff. And uh, on, a, on on the back end, we were also working through finding hosts uh, for great shows and trying to expand this network in the way that we wanted it to. Real quick, we're going to pause for this week's Disaster Tough endorsements. 
How do you spell Doberman Emergency Management? EOP, OEP, HVA, HMP, Thyra, TTX, Drone, PDA. Whenever you need an expert, Doberman Emergency Management field experts are there for support. Contact an expert at DobermanEMG.com today. The L3 Harris Extreme 400P radio solves problems and is specifically designed for emergency services. How do we know? We field tested it with medical, urban search and rescue and collapse and confined structures. This radio is amazingly tough. Check out the L3 Harris Extreme 400P radio at L3Harris.com right now. Instinct Ready Kits are awesome. Compact, fully loaded, and easy to place around your office, school, campus, warehouse, wherever. I keep a quick pack in my vehicle and one at home. Imagine Instinct Ready fully loaded Stop the Bleed Kits in every school and office. Get Instinct Ready Kits and training at InstinctReady.com. Okay, let's jump back in. And we brought on... um, Let's see, Wesley Long and Jason Perez, of which I just did an episode with uh, Wesley. That was a lot of fun. Jason technically was our cameraman there, so big shout out to Jason too. Um, <clears throat> and then we brought on uh, Preparedness Works with Nat Sellers. That was amazing. Um, we've expanded a couple of the shows. We've we've uh, introduced some ideas that are going to come out in 2023. We're pretty excited about that. Um, so... What I'm trying to say is like that first quarter um, for the year of disaster tough having to operate with really great guests coming on the show. We can talk about that in first second. At the same time, dealing with this gut punch issue, dealing with finding new hosts and trying to do new things in life. You have to deal with the reality that um, not everything works out we have such a culture of instant gratification where emergency management is not that. And more importantly, we need to be able to operate when things still hit the fan. You could have a disaster happening, but if you don't have a strategic vision of the other things that are going to be impacted by that down the line, or if you're not still able to operate with those things down the line, then essentially one problem could become many problems. And uh, luckily for us here at Doberman and the Readiness Lab and all these other amazing podcasters that we have on the the podcast network, we decided to uh, compartmentalize uh, disaster from good things and just, just decided to focus on good things. And it has worked out so well for us. And, um, you know, at the end of the each year, I'm going to, I put out this thing about like lessons learned as a small business. Um, but I think this one applies to emergency managers as well. Like, uh, don't, don't allow the distraction of what's happening immediately in front of you to, uh, pull away from what is coming down the line or what you could be doing. And, and those who do that, those who get distracted by the, the immediate, um, unfortunately it compounds. And so that, that's my call out is kind of a weird way to say a message of hope. Like don't allow bad things right in front of you to impact the good things that are eventually going to happen. And, um, I, I can say that cause I lived through it in, in real time this year, uh, what a year it was. Um, and, and that's like the first quarter, right? Once we kind of got beyond all that, um, we moved into um, some really great stuff. We we were working with NATO. Um, we've had 
Oh my gosh, I'm looking at some of these episodes here. Um, Steve Kerr came on the podcast. I think he's been on the podcast a couple times now, actually. Um, love that guy. He is such a phenomenal person to have um, in your circle of friends because he is genuine. And we we fight to be genuine and we fight to be around genuine people. And um, I just had the highest level of Steve uh, because he is kind and straightforward and trying to do all the right stuff. And um, he's created online communities and help out um, with really emergency management culture, which is definitely necessary. And on top of all that, he's started new jobs. I, I think he actually started his own business this year. So big shout out to Steve. I, I really hope you're doing well there. Um, and uh, I hope to have him back on the show. We had um, we had another big one. Uh, we had LAX on here with Justin Pierce and uh, Connor and uh, Eric from uh, Colorado. Man, they're a lot of fun. I, I kind of miss talking to them. So we got to get them back on the show sometime. So big shout out to them. Steve Johnson came back on the show. Uh, Nick Golden, who is uh, the Homeland Security Officer for the city of Atlanta with fire. Man, cool guy, cool perspective. Uh, man, so many great people. Um, Joe Hernandez, of course, frequent flyer on the show. I've, I've learned through Erica Borderman that maybe we shouldn't use frequent flyer. I've always used that as a positive term. Let me know in the comments if it's not. Um, maybe there's a, another term for that. But um, Colonel Chris McKinney. Wow, just like really knockout people. Um, Heidi Hessler has been on the show. She's been a long-term friend of mine. Uh, she's with Futurity IT, so shout out to her. Um, we've had meteorologists on here. We've had, uh, oh my gosh, we've had um, uh, NWS and NOAA uh, both on here. Um, that was a that was a huge um, a huge opportunity to learn from them. With the other like notable people, like our friends from Indiana with uh, Chief Funkhauser and uh, Jessica Koenig, um, really great friends of mine as well. Gosh, all these people. Um, Jeff Stern. <laughs> Jeff Stern's episode is hilarious to me because looking back at that one, um, man, I, I always thought I was a talker. That guy is a talker. Uh, 20 minutes straight. If you caught that episode, he talked for 20 minutes straight. And it was all really great content. And so um, big shout out to him for that. Way to know your stuff. Um, we've talked about uh, different types of emergency management, like crisis management and uh, what crisis managers call themselves and why they differentiate between emergency managers uh, with um, with Rachel from L3 Harris. Uh, Chief Walt Lewis has been on the show. Um, he's a USAR task force for... And so many great people here just looking back. It makes me want to go back and listen to these episodes, honestly. Um, Gavin, you know, one of the things about a lot of the the episodes that record, and we're thinking about doing this in 2023. Tell us if you'd, if you'd want to, this content. So after we're done recording, we typically have like a really great conversation where they, um, they, they tell me like their most fun stories. And we're thinking about making that like almost like a bonus thing or putting that on... Um, for like our super fans, those who want to know the backstory of uh, some more stuff. So let us know if you want kind of the out, I want to say outtakes, but um, the content outside the typical show, if you want that content as well, love to, to hear that feedback. Um, 
Kyle King has been on the show. He's uh he's with NATO and um I have a huge respect for him and what he's doing. Um all the collaborations with uh James Potlucky from um uh Everbridge. James is a cool guy. Um he has a great job at Everbridge and I can't afford him, but if I could, I'd probably hire him. Um I don't know if Everbridge is gonna like me saying that or not, but he's a he's, he's a great guy. Um, Prescott, man, another great, uh, person to learn from specifically because we talk so much about communications and he's uh, phenomenal in that space. And you can tell why in the episode with him, Sean Stedman, technically my new boss. Um, he, uh, he invited me to, uh, work with him at St. Louis university. So I'll be start teaching there as of the spring, kind of excited for that. And, uh, we've had other notable people on here like Pete Gaynor. My own producer, Amon's been on here. He's not. He's off today, so this is just me hanging out. And then, uh, of course, we had Erica on here just a week or two ago. We had, um, you know, just doing that whole review for you. Uh, the reason why we do that is to show you that there's so many different types of, of personalities and perspectives and response and non-response and strategic level thinking happening all over the field. Disaster Tough is in a sense, a leader of thought. I don't, I don't like saying like thought leader. That's a leader of thought. Maybe that sounds just as word uh, worse, but, um, or worse, but, um, there there's, there's value wherever you go. I've had some incredibly famous people on the show, like Pete Gaynor and, you know, Kelly McKinney and Colonel McKinney. <coughs> no, not related. I think, um, but like these, these amazing people on here, I've also had people that, Almost nobody knows. Amin Chabra, my producer. Uh, Gavin Hebner from Indiana, which I think is going to be a female admin one day. Uh, I love that guy. Um, but still um, looking for people who have value and input in, this, in the idea of what emergency management should be. And when you, when you bring all these thoughts together and you bring all these people together, you start to see kind of like the brain of emergency management of all the different areas that are trying to, to fire simultaneously and do good things. Every single person I've had on the show this year uh, has so many great ideas of what we should be doing. And they're actually implementing a lot of those ideas and uh, an opportunity to learn from them is phenomenal for myself. And I, and I hope it's a, a positive thing for um the the people who listen as well like yourselves in terms of trying to put together a schedule for the disaster tough podcast we intentionally do not look at themes we find interesting people who have something to offer in our space and say hey how have you become disaster tough right um disaster tough about making tough decisions in the heat of the moment and really throughout the disaster life cycle um, in order to save life, you know, property continuity of operations. So we've had all that um, looking forward into 2023. We're really excited. Um, we have, uh, you know, I've asked several questions on this episode. I've also asked it on a bonus episode that I just posted with Wesley. We're going into season four of disaster tough. We've had a lot of interviews. We usually keep it fairly serious. 
we often do all the fun stuff and the, the stuff where we laugh and kind of joke around off screen. And like I said, we're, we're thinking about making that additional bonus content for you guys. If you're, if you're willing, um, but we're also looking at look or at least implementing um, fresh ideas into the mix, um, focusing more on um, like case studies and um, addressing um, the needs of the field and uh, more leadership interviews. And we're going to have some really cool people back on the show um, kind of as an after action from what they were talking about before. And so we'll, we'll do that. But a lot of good things will be happening in, in 2023 and beyond. In terms of the Readiness Lab, as you know, I'm the founder of the Readiness Lab. Um, I am grateful to, to lead an awesome team that has put together uh, amazing certifications and their own podcasts in their own way. And I, ne I never have any insight into that or uh, uh, really um, any creative control. I, I leave the creative control to the podcaster because I want it to be unique to them. Um, but in terms of like the branding and the presentation and putting that stuff together on the back end, of course, I have had a hand in it and I'm really excited of where it's going to go um, from here on out. We have been uh, <laughs> in a lot of different ways scheming of how impactful we can be in in the field of emergency management in our own way uh emergency managers need um or you know really desire including myself a space to call our own and we've been fighting for that for a long time but emergency management as an industry has been going through these iterations uh i i feel like the pandemic was like one of those cheesy um like um like young teenage like figuring out who you are moments you know what i mean by that it's like we, we the pandemic really allowed us to like show the world who we are and uh what we can do in terms of strategic coordination and support simultaneously to multiple other threats and hazards and agendas and needs and all that stuff and now that we're out in the forefront, um, we should do something about it. In fact, I have a video. I, I don't know if I'll share it or not, but I was so excited. I was watching Jack Ryan, and they mentioned emergency managers. Were they wrong? Absolutely. Uh, did they Were they way off on what we do? Sure. But the fact that somebody, some script writer, knew the term emergency manager, got that somewhere, were they able to they were able to put that into the script was like so thrilling to me that it's becoming big enough where it's recognized as something there's this thing out there and people are starting to become aware of it it is a moment in time for our industry we absolutely need to attack it do not allow this moment to pass people are trying to figure out what we do and they think that we can do great things do not let them down I, I can't say that, you know, with enough passion. Do not let these people down who think you can do great things. Do great things. And if you do that, and if you know your job well, and you can coordinate really well, and you understand cascading impacts, and you can use data, and you can implement technologies, and you can work well with others, and you can communicate your ideas effectively, and you can 
present yourself as a subject matter expert in emergencies, then you will be effective in helping stop emergencies from happening. Right. And when they do happen, you'll get a phone call saying, please help me. You want that phone call. You don't want to have to like fight to be in the room. You want people to want you in the room. And we're going to be talking about that a lot with the readiness lab and teaching people how to do that. Um, our dynamic populations course, which also launched in 2022. What a lift. Um, that was a huge, huge, huge lift. But the outcomes of that, you're going to see a video here posted here soon of some of the student testimonials of people just talking about like, like the realization of what emergency management on a whole can do for other people. We've had a lot of people who've gone through our course who are not traditional emergency managers who walked out of the room saying, I need an emergency manager by my side. We want that. This is a moment in time. Do not let it pass. With that, um, the 2022 season does come to a close. I'm very excited about the 2023 season. In my next episode, uh, my one of my producers, Ashley, she's been pushing me to do like a 2023 goals and, and help you guys uh, set off the year right. And, you know, I, I might do that. I might actually uh, call one of my good friends, Zach Borst from EM, EM Weekly to do that with me. But either way, um, we're going to also address this next year. So... If you're looking for a podcast that you're you're uh, hoping to get something out of, hopefully this episode, this recap, if you missed one of the amazing episodes that I, I noted, go back, listen to that episode. If you listened to it and you thought, oh, I need to go back and, and write that down, or I, I was going to go back to that, go back and do it. Set off your 2023 right by listening to an expert who's been doing the job. If you have insights, you know, we <clears throat> admittedly, we should be pushing our social media so much harder than we have. And that's one of the changes that we'll do in 2023. But we want a community that responds, an interactive experience, not just with Disaster Tough, but also with the Readiness Lab. We want to show the world who we are. And it's much better to do that when we're all together. The Readiness Lab is essentially the manifestation of what an emergency management community uh, could look like. The culture, the standards, the, the persona, all that. And we have a lot of great friends um, outside of the Readiness Lab who are helping us do that in real time. And we're grateful for that, that support and their own ideas that they're uh, bringing to the table. Um, with that, uh, you know, if you have ideas or concerns or guests or thoughts on 2023 what you're hoping to get out of disaster tough please tell us we would love to hear your feedback of hey this is this is how i need to become more disaster tough or hey this is how i became disaster tough can you guys talk about it and we we will share it we'll share it across the board and uh, we'll get excited about it maybe we'll even create some polls for different topics that you want to get do for 2023 either way happy new year to our friends up in the East Coast right now, especially again Buffalo, we're we're praying for you. We're we're, we're watching what's happening. You, you virtually everybody has my phone number because it's on our website. So if you need a call, if you need an emergency manager to help you out, I can help out. And I know that a lot of us uh, are willing. So just reach out to the community if you're getting tired, and uh, we'll be there to support. Otherwise, we will see you for January 2023 and season four 
of the Disaster Tough podcast. Um, hope we can talk in the in the comments, and we'll see you for the next one. Bye.